0: We are Emily and Blair, and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all things around starting a business online, growing that business, and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you, the business owner.
1: Before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online, step-by-step, and it's completely free. Hi, and
0: welcome to episode 45. Blair will be wrapping up his series on setting up your brand and I will be looking at silencing your inner critic.
1: Yeah, thanks Emily. So in the past sort of two episodes we've been focusing on your branding and actually setting up your brand. So once that's been completed and you're ready to go with a a good solid branding package, what we want to do is we want to talk about representing your brand because it's one thing actually having a brand but then actually using implementing and representing your brand is is super important otherwise there's just no point in even having it okay so we touched on implementing your brand in the last episode 44 but basically want to reiterate that now so everything you send or connect with people on should be branded in some way okay so that portrays a professional business and people will trust and support you better this way you should basically consider as part of your business how you want to be seen so what I would do is sit down and brainstorm some words which are important to your brand so this isn't what we talked about in episode 43 where we brainstormed a whole lot of words that we wanted to use for our brand name what these are parts of how you want your brand to be seen so that's examples of this could be that you want your brand to be reliable or you want your brand to be seen as trendy or personable or caring. So these are actually more emotive parts of, of your brand and how, how that wants to be presented. Okay, so these words will then create your brand identity and you know and something that you really should then live your business with. So if your brand represents reliable, for example. You should manifest this by always responding to customer inquiries quickly, and basically that's living your brand. You want to make sure that whatever words you choose to represent your brand or your brand identity is actually also achievable. So, if you're if you're not really interested in responding to customer queries, then maybe reliable isn't a good example for you to use. Um, but you need to work out the way you're going to run your business and, and what you want to portray to people, okay? So a professional business will basically respond to emails with a well-written email response, with good grammar and spelling, you know, and with a signature at the bottom. So this is an example of how to, you know, how to present your brand in a practical way. Your brand identity then shows through as being professional. Okay, so we tip there is, Turn on your spell checker on your email, so effectively it will do a spell check before it sends the email and brings up any errors to you to attend to before before it sends it. That way, you can always be sure that the grammar and the spelling is good, and you don't have to remember or proofread back through your email. It does it for you. Okay. So another area with representing a brand identity is being accessible. So, you know, good brands have good customer service. Uh, You know, they're accessible via multiple channels, you know, and that can include contact forms, email addresses, or even phone numbers. They answer customer queries and they deal with the issues. You know, why is that? Because good brands get and they keep the customers time and time again. You know, good brands are profitable and successful. If you're relying on your customer turning up once, getting one sale out of them, and then never talking to them again, then I question the longevity of your business model. You need repeat customers and you need your customers to go away feeling happy and knowing that they've dealt with a professional brand which is, you know, has a strong identity and, and has served them well. You need to be consistent. So represent your brand in the same way everywhere. So do the same on social media as you would on emails. You know, write them well and reply quickly. So don't feel that because social media is a bit more cruisy and casual that you can change the tone of your your message. You want to be consistent over all the mediums that you're using so you're consistently showing off that brand identity. Branding also includes your freelancers, so anyone that works for you, you want to clearly explain your brand. So that branding board idea that we talked about in episode 44 really help here. So you can basically send your freelancer the branding board and say to them, this is what our brand is about. That's especially important if they're dealing with customers in a customer service role, which a lot of us will probably use our first or second freelancers to do is to deal with that customer service side of things. So you need your freelancer to be presenting your brand correctly. You know, you may wish to put together a brand document which goes on beyond your branding board to describe your brand, what it means, what's important to it, you know, and how you want it to be practically presented so and represented. So, you know, that's company-wide. And that might be that you, you know, as as much detail as you set, you know, response timeframes for customer service, you expect them to reply within three hours, you know, every time or or whatever it is, you know. So you want to get real granular with that whole brand identity and how you want that presented, because the more detail you go into with freelancers, the better response and and, uh, representation you'll get from them so as an overall conclusion for branding you know branding and representing your brand is so important it's about being obvious and consistent to your customers it's about representing who you are and what's important to you through your business and your products you know good brands stand the test of time and all successful businesses are built off them so make sure you set yours up well and live it in your business so that completes our three-part series on branding and uh, Emily will go through some mindfulness.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, going to be talking to you about silencing your inner critic. So, I mean, as we know, we all have a a voice in our heads that doubts ourselves sometimes, you know, thinks, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. We all sort of feel like that from time to time. But those feelings of inferiority, shame and self-criticism can actually really have a negative impact on your health and your well-being long term. So it's really important to start believing in ourselves a little bit more, having a bit more confidence in what we're doing and silencing that inner critic. So how can we do that? How can we start that? Well, one of the first steps is to become aware of it. Now, you can't do anything about something that you're not aware of. And one of the ways of Um, becoming more aware of what you're being critical about is uh, meditation and it makes you become a little bit more mindful and I've mentioned it a few times meditation um, and how it can help you but it really is really important and it can help raise your awareness of your inner voice and those inner critics and it's simply an ability to recognize your thoughts before you engage with them Also, comparing yourself to others. Now, we all do it. We all compare ourselves to to other people. But really, you need to stop doing that. The only person you need to be worried about is yourself and your progress and your self-image. Okay? And just comparing yourself to others isn't going to help you. Maybe try to practice self-compassion. Life is perfect and so are we. Accept that. Start to love yourself. Be happy and content in who you are and what you're doing. Maybe even starting a self-gratitude journal. getting into the habit of writing things that you like about yourself, things that you are pleased about uh, in the past that you've done or perhaps in the future things that you've got coming up. What are you grateful for? It could be um, to do with your family, uh, your partner, uh, and also self- things that you've achieved yourself. And that sort of positive self talk can be considered a really good practice for self-compassion and making you more positive in yourself. And again, trying to get rid of that inner critic telling you you can't do something when you can and you are a good and happy person. And thinking about what matters to you. Being hard on yourself and beating yourself up isn't helpful. So thinking about practicing um, self-compassion and starting your self-gratitude journal trying to get rid of that inner critic saying you can do something having a more positive attitude in your work and in your home life is going to make you a better more rounded person in the future
1: yeah that's great thanks Emily okay that's all we've got time for in this one we'll see you in the next episode Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And remember that our website is a huge resource of free step-by-step guides for starting a business online and working through the journey.
0: If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.